So there you have it. That's how I make my animations. There are some skeptics in the comments like, oh, is it really rotoscoping? It's like, yeah, it's like AI assisted rotoscoping. It's like a cheat code, you know? You know, all technology is a cheat code. Anytime technology makes art easier to learn, more accessible, more efficient, we should applaud it. Art should be in the hands of everyone and we shouldn't have to break our backs and our wallets and waste our lives to make it. Should be able to feel good while making art. AI has become a prevalent tool in the art world, challenging our preconceived notions of how art is made. But should we accept AI art with open arms as Joel Haver wants, or should we be wary of AI's artistic potential? Hi, my name is Isa. I'm Zara. I'm Kelly. I'm Libby. And this is State of the Pod. In 2018, a painting called Portrait of Elman Bellany sold for $432,500 at Christie's. However, this painting was the first of its kind to ever be sold at auction. The sale rocked the art world and set a standard for a new kind of art, one you may have come across without even realizing it. The creator of the painting and the new budding type of art is AI art. AI, or artificial intelligence, has been a popular buzzword for the past few years across social media. It has revolutionized many industries, from healthcare to finance to transportation. AI technology has grown exponentially over the years, and recently it has entered the art world to create a new type of art, AI art. But before we dive in, what exactly is AI? Put simply, AI is a machine's ability to perform tasks that would typically require human intelligence. At its core, AI relies on algorithms and statistical models to analyze data. These algorithms can then be fed information, which they can use to detect patterns, learn from experience, and make decisions based on that knowledge. If you want to learn more about AI and its impacts, you can listen to our episode all about it called Our AI Overlords. Now, back to AI art. We now know the gist of how AI works, but how exactly can AI make art? Well, part of it depends on the type of art you're creating. AI was first used to create visual effects in movies and TV shows. And in 1973, scientist Harold Cohen created the first AI painting using Aaron, one of the first digital AI platforms ever developed. Cohen himself developed the AI. However, it was not until the 1990s that AI art began to grow in popularity. AI can now be used to design sculptures for clothing, artificially enhance photos, or generate entirely unique digital paintings or images. However, in this episode, we will be focusing only on digital AI art. Digital AI images have risen in popularity throughout social media and in 2016 became professionally recognized in the first ever exclusively AI art auction in San Francisco where artists exhibited images generated by the Deep Dream AI. Deep Dream is an AI developed by Google, and it is primarily used to create images using what they describe as an ethereal, dreamy art style. Upon realizing the future value of AI art, many companies have attempted to capitalize on the concept by creating new AI algorithms. Nowadays, there are two main types of digital AI art, overlaid art and generative art. Overlay art involves using an AI to modify or overlay changes onto a pre-existing piece of art. 
For example, Lenza is a popular AI photo app used to create overlay digital images. The artist takes or uploads a photo to the app, then chooses from a variety of options what kind of edits they want the AI to make to the photo. The end result is a different picture from the original, a piece of overlaid AI art. Generative AI artworks vary differently. Surprisingly, the technology for generative AI was not developed until very recently, the year 2014. Generative Adversarial Networks, or GANs for short, use two components. A generator, which generates new data based on the information that the AI was trained with, and a discriminator, which determines whether the newly generated data is real or fake. How the discriminator determines what is real or fake depends on the AI. But together with the generator, these two components make up the core of all generative AIs. To use a generative AI, all you have to do is type out a few words describing what you want the image to look like and voila, you will have your very own unique digital AI image. The AI will use the keywords you give it to create an image that it decides best fits those words. Another popular AI app called Wombo was one of the first to popularize generative AI art. It allows users to generate as many images as they want and even select the art style they want the AI to use. Today, it has the capacity to create both generative and overlaid AI art, making the technology even more accessible to the general public. Needless to say, AI art has skyrocketed in popularity over the years. And like many new technologies, it is not without scrutiny. In fact, the word most commonly used to describe people's perception of AI art in recent years is uncertainty. AI art has increasingly become the subject of public controversies, with the divide between those who support it and those who are afraid of its potential growing ever larger. But what is it about AI art that is generating so much uncertainty, both in the press and across social media? several factors that contribute to the recent buzz and controversy around AI art. Firstly, many legal issues arise in the process of training these AI models, as well as utilizing them to create artworks. For one, a huge amount of data, which in this case are previously existing sets of images or artworks, is necessary to properly train these AI algorithm models. And all this data doesn't come out of nowhere. Some AI models are trained on artworks and images that are taken from artists and photographers who didn't consent to their works being used for such a purpose. As Alexander Nanichkov, a digital illustrator, puts it, current AI art is created on the backs of hundreds of thousands of artists and photographers who made billions of images and spent time, love, and dedication to have their work soullessly stolen and used by selfish people for profit without the slightest concept of ethics. Because of the sheer number of artworks that the AI model uses to train, it becomes extremely hard to pinpoint who gets how much credit. How do you credit all these different artists when sometimes you don't even know who the artist is? And how do you divide up the royalties? This question remains to be answered. Another controversy is that these AI models invalidate human effort. For example, in the 2022 Colorado State Fair Art Competition, the first place prize was awarded to an AI-generated art piece. The work was titled The Space Opera Theater, 
and was submitted by Jason M. Allen using Midjourney, an AI program that turns text prompts into graphic representations. Jason Allen had fully disclosed his use of Midjourney when he submitted the artwork. And public reaction was mixed, but there was a huge backlash on Twitter where users lamented the death of art. Additionally, there have been similar events where artists have not disclosed their use of AI, leading the issue to grow into one of concern over artists' ability to hide the fact that they used AI to make their art. Not only does AI-generated art affect competitions, but also it affects the art market. A study conducted in the Guangzhou Academy of Fine Arts discovered that the test subjects were unable to differentiate between AI-generated art and art created by human contemporary artists. While the art expert test subjects showed slight favor towards the human-created art, non-experts showed no preference at all. This brings into question the future of the art market. Will AI-generated art come to dominate the art market, and how will this affect human artists' ability to make a living? After all, an AI model is much more efficient and quick in producing art pieces than humans are. Another major controversy of AI-generated art is that it can portray or perpetuate racist or sexualized biases and stereotypes. Melissa Hikila, a senior reporter at MIT Technology Review, tried using Lenza, a photo editing tool powered by AI. She recalls that she was shocked to find out that the AI program hypersexualized the photos of women she uploaded. As another example, an app called AI Portraits became controversial when it exhibited signs of racial bias. When the app edited people's portrait photos, it would notably lighten their skin tone. But in a way, it makes perfect sense. AI is trained on pre-existing datasets of images and artworks that were, for the most part, created by real living humans. Because of this, images and artworks that are in turn outputted by the AI model are bound to contain the same kinds of prejudice, biases, and stereotypes that humans have. In fact, a research paper published in 2021 by a team in the UK found that widely used datasets, such as the Lion 400M, contain troublesome and explicit images and text pairs of rape, pornography, and malign stereotypes, racist and ethnic slurs, and other extremely problematic contents. If AI models are trained with such problematic content, then naturally, they will produce problematic content. Furthermore, AI models fail to capture the nuances of culturally motivated art movements. Art of a specific time period or movement is tied to the culture, politics, and social structure of its particular time. So when it comes to these sociological, political, or cultural aspects of artwork, an AI model may convey inaccurate information or fail to portray the cultural nuances of a particular artwork. For example, Certain AI models claim to be able to create art in the style of famous artists or art movements, such as creating impressionist or post-impressionist art. However, there are subtle differences between these two movements, which an AI model could fail to capture, which would ultimately contribute to errors in art authentication and act as a barrier to cultural preservation. But despite these legal and ethical controversies, some people argue for and support AI art. One reason is that AI art is a mark of huge progress in the development of artificial intelligence and technology. Never before in history have computers been able to create such complex images of art to the point where humans can't even tell if it was created by an AI program. 
From a technological perspective, the creation of models like DALI or Midjourney are exciting. Furthermore, some argue that AI models can actually help human artists by giving them the chance to gather inspiration and new ideas. Human artists may also collaborate with these AI art generators by building upon AI-generated art or using them as inspiration. One of the issues with AI art is that it takes from so many artworks that it becomes extremely hard to pinpoint who to credit. If it's multiple pieces, do you credit all the artists or give royalties to each one? How much of each of their pieces were taken? Is it still inspirational at that point? With all that being said, one of the biggest concerns for artists isn't even the lack of credit, but it's more the underlying fear that AI will replace them or put them out of business in a way. In a case study done by Ramya Srinivasan and Kanji Uchino in the 2021 IEEE International Conference on Systems, Man, and Cybernetics, findings showed that people actually prefer the AI-generated art to the art created by real artists, which is rather detrimental for the future of artists and their ability to win against an AI in terms of purchase desire. If the public continues to prefer AI-generated art, it will devalue traditional art and force artists to have to compete with a machine that is consistently developing at an incomprehensible rate. To further the issue, many people have been able to exploit these machines to create art that they then pass off as their own. This usage of AI devalues originality and misuses this technology for personal gains. As AI begins to become more publicly accessible and easier for anyone to use, create, or even profit off of, the responsibility falls upon the current regulations that currently maintain the integrity of the art world. It is also worth mentioning that the art world itself isn't just a free-for-all. There are rules that artists must follow and regulations in place that keep artists from producing art through unethical means. The most important of these regulations are copyright laws, which are in place to prevent the general public as well as other artists from using each other's unique work for a profit or personal gain without permission. Until this point, copyright has been pretty clear-cut. If someone, an artist in this case, creates a piece of art, whether it be digital or physical, they can register it under copyright and have it protected from other people who may want to steal their ideas. If you wanted to use copyrighted work, you would have to obtain permission from the owner of the copyright and even then, most don't allow you to directly copy the exact same thing they did. But if you recall how we explained AI works, these programs can't exactly discriminate between copyrighted and non-copyrighted works of art. Instead, the AI will scrape the entire internet for images that it can use to learn and then generate artwork by copying the art it found one pixel at a time. The law isn't the only source of pressure against AI art. There's an overall attitude of disrespect for AI art across the artistic community. Artists see it the same way academics see plagiarized work. In terms of citations, it's not that AI generators don't want to cite the art that they copy, it's just virtually impossible when one piece of AI art can draw from thousands or even millions of works. Regardless, failing to cite the artworks it copied from is a copyright violation. Take for example, the recent controversy surrounding Jeff Koons, the artist behind the popular one-ton metal balloon dog sculptures, one of which was one of the most expensive sculptures ever sold at auction. He was recently exposed not as an artist, but a businessman. 
Many years ago, he had bought out the company that was originally making these balloon dogs, and then simply continued making them, but under his name instead. When people found out he was in fact not the creator of the art, the controversy became who deserved the copyrights. Morally speaking, it should belong to the workers whom he paid cents on the dollar, who designed and created the art, and had been doing so for many years before Jeff. But others also argue that legally, many artists are able to hire help for their art, and the help is legally not copyrighted in favor of the artist. When we think about AI, it is using prior-made art, not as inspiration, but directly as part of the images it creates. Since AI-generated art is fairly new, most of the legal questions surrounding it have yet to be answered. But a number of lawsuits have recently emerged that might get us some answers. A potentially groundbreaking case was filed in early 2023 by a group of artists suing three different AI art generators for copyright infringement. The artists claimed that the generator's AI tools were trained using their copyrighted images and then use information from the images to generate new art. The judge's verdict is still up in the air, but the ultimate ruling will set an important precedent for the fate of AI art. In the same breath, it's also important to note that AI can have positive effects on certain aspects of the art community. Works of art that may have taken months to complete, like animation projects or detailed pieces, may be expedited through the process of using AI art to help, rather than a complete replacement. In a popular show that aired on YouTube, artist Joe Haber utilized an artificial intelligence machine to automatically rotoscope scenes from a video he produced and submitted to the program. This allowed him to create many episodes much quicker than he would have been able to had he rotoscoped each and every single frame by hand. In this sense, he used artificial intelligence as a helping hand rather than a complete replacement for his work, like certain other artists have done. The follow-up question is then, can AI one day be created in such a way that it can in fact generate completely new information, or as we call it, be creative? If it can, then it would be able to avoid the issue of copyright entirely. However, the answer to this complex question lies in how you define creativity. Is a machine capable of creativity? Well, one expert seems to think so. Dr. Ahmed Elgamel is a professor at the Department of Computer Science and Executive Council faculty at the Center for Cognitive Science at Rutgers University. His research involves studying how artificial intelligence can be harnessed to make discoveries about knowledge and understand the mystery of creativity. In his TED Talk, he discusses in depth about how he believes AI is capable of creativity. According to his definition, in order for something to be creative, it must both be original and influential. To replicate his definition of creativity, he developed a formula that can compute the creativity of any artwork based on how original and influential they were, and tested it on thousands of historically important artworks to see if it could accurately predict which were the most creative. Upon testing, Dr. Elgamel wanted to use his algorithm to see if he could develop an AI that was truly creative. In this case, an AI that could create a truly original artwork. He dubbed his final AI as the Creative Adversarial Network, or CAN for short. Uh, basically, what we uh, did in, in, in developing this Creative Adversarial Network is this concept. How can you have these two opposing forces? One force that uh, seek innovation and one force that constrain that innovation. How can we do that? Uh, we give the machine all these artworks. We train the machine to know about styles, Renaissance, Baroque, Impressionism, Cubism. It knows about that. 
but now it has to give us something new, follow that aesthetics, but it doesn't follow any styles. If it, it starts giving us new impressionism or new uh, cubism, it gets penalized. So the machine has to learn now to find a solution, a new artwork that follows the aesthetics, but doesn't uh, follow styles, break out of styles. As a result, the machine started getting us very interesting works. As Dr. Algamal explains, the creative adversarial network can create artworks that are not only entirely new, but also follow his abstract definition of creativity. The artwork it creates are unique in an appealing way, while still appearing like they may have been influenced by a pre-existing art style. This model of generation is exactly how human artists make new artworks, according to Dr. Elgmal. In fact, he provided evidence for this in his TED Talk by conducting an experiment where he presented the artworks generated by his AI to a group of people, and he asked them to guess which among other real artworks seemed most likely to be made by humans. Surprisingly, he found that the people were unable to determine which artworks were made by the AI and which were not. So it seems like the public follows Dr. Algamal's definition of creativity. But remember, no one really knows what the true definition of creativity is, and we're still far from understanding it. Let's consider another point of view. Metaphorology is a budding field of philosophy that focuses on understanding creativity in a different way. They argue, as the name states, that metaphors are one way humans express true creativity. When we make a metaphor, we are making an association, right? But in making that association between two seemingly unrelated things, we end up generating new information. Two things are connected by an idea that is dependent only on the specific context the creator gives it. When applied to AI, AI is still not capable of making metaphors. And it makes you wonder why, right? Well, that's the million dollar question and the driving force behind AI development companies today. But let's go back to AI art. If AI could ever be made to be truly creative, one way we could test this, at least following metaphorology, is by seeing if it can make metaphors. Other people take a different stance. If you believe that creativity is simply creating something that has never existed before and is completely new, then the answer would be yes. Machines are capable of creativity. But if you define creativity as being completely original, without influence, well then, there would be a lot of room to argue that even artists themselves are not creative because of subconscious influences that can be prevalent. Trying to follow all of these points of view can get very confusing, and as you may have noticed, our goal here is not to confuse you. I think the key takeaway here is that currently, we are far from making truly creative AI, simply because we understand so little about creativity in the first place. I agree that being aware of AI's current limitations is important. However, I also think it's important to understand what the current public sentiment around AI art is and what challenges it might face in the future. Currently, it seems that despite AI's popularity in the press, Many experts and even the public remain skeptical of the technology and are worried about how it affects artists' careers in the future. It also doesn't help that AI's ambiguous position within copyright laws only adds to the concerns, as there is currently little to no regulation of the technology both for fair use of AI and for use of the art that it generates. Only time will tell how this issue will be resolved, but it also stands to reason that there are many public benefits that have come with the rapid spread of AI throughout the internet. 
I agree. I think that making AI accessible to the public has been a great thing. It has closed many gaps between professions and people, allowing those with barriers to the traditional methods of artistry to learn a new method that makes the process of creating artworks much simpler. Even if it's simply typing keywords into a box and letting the AI run its magic, there are entire communities that stand to benefit from the accessibility that AI currently allows to those that learn how to use it. Even if AIs themselves can't quite yet be called creative with certainty, the humans developing it and learning about it are definitely using it in creative ways. This has been State of the Pod. Thank you to the Milstein Program and Investigative Biology Department at Cornell University for a recording of equipment and software.